Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boot and Hearth podcast, the premier tennis Grand Slam podcast this side of the pond. I am joined by my co-host and tennis Richmond tennis celebrity, uh, Tachir. How are you? You're going to get me in trouble with that intro, man. I'm going to have people in my dms asking me to challenge matches i'm I'm sending this podcast directly to everyone at at your 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 society your club whatever the fuck it is good Uh, good 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 yeah putting you on blast uh no it's good to be back good to be back yeah yeah it's been a slow summer all around um but yeah back of course this is not a tennis podcast uh, this is a Premier League podcast done by Americans for Americans and Kazakhs whoever and whoever yeah, uh, decides to listen. Um, do want to touch on the Wimbledon, though. Let's do a quick toast to Chris Eubanks, who yep. almost nearly, nearly dropped Medvedev in four. Uh, Dude, him and Tiafo really, really representing... Um... American tennis right now. It's good to see. Yeah, I mean, Tiafo got worked by Dimitrov, but um, yeah. no, did, I did. You have the match pulled up? Oh, I watched. Yeah, I watched every minute of it. It was it was amazing. I, it, it just uh, like there, Eubanks could have closed out that that fourth set. He absolutely could have. And, and I think a couple. It, of... it was just like I mean, he was in this rhythm at one point where every ball Cooking. he hit, it was going Cooking. either. Off. 100 miles an hour down the line or a sharp angle cross court that was untouchable. He won that sharp angle cross court backhand was insane. He is that big wind up backhand yeah. that it's like, yeah. this is, he's annihilating this ball. It's a one hander though, right? I think he's got a one hander and a two hander. Like, I thought he was doing both of them, to be honest. I saw some crazy angles. Like, literally, he just like, flicked his wrist and it would yeah. just crack cross court well and the i don't know that much about that I've, I've never really played tennis as much so so but he did a couple of things that i've never really seen other people do where he kind of went with like a slightly offensive slice yes on the yeah. backhand he gets returned to his backhand and he fucking he powers flushed. that thing just yeah. absolutely smacks it and wins the point he did it a couple of times and i, I like i I've been marathoning Wimbledon this year. I don't think I've seen anyone really do that. I mean, it's just yeah. it, the change of pace between his slice well, and this. Yeah. It, first of all, there's a beauty to that aggressive slice because one, you got so much more control with it. And if you're good with it, you can actually put some decent power behind it. Plus mm-hmm. it's got a little sauce on it to make you think a little more. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's really cool about him using it is that, Obviously, he's got the power, so he uses that. And and the first thing I thought when I saw it was, um, was just like it's bait. Literally, he's baiting. Yeah. He was baiting. Um, Medvedev. Uh, Medvedev. Thank you, Medvedev. Into into going after his backhand and then just unleashing. And it was just it was art, man. It was beautiful. Uh, he it played so well, and it's just you could tell at the end of the tiebreak, he just didn't have it in him anymore. The mentality was gone, and then his legs well, were it, gone. I don't even necessarily think that necessarily his mentality was gone. It, it, you could tell that it kind of was towards the end of it. But Medvedev was like, "I've got this." He towards the end, he, he, yeah, Medvedev stepped it up. He was like, "I've really messed up at the in set two and three and four. Mm-hmm. He's let me back in. 
stop messing around. Yeah, yeah, he's world number three for a reason. Absolutely. Like, he definitely, absolutely could have lost both in, like, I think, because Eubanks broke him twice, I think, in yeah. that last set, in that fourth set, and he just, like, Eubanks let it, let Medvedev right get the, it, yeah. yeah. And then in the tie break, he just. It's the yeah, last thing I'll say on it. It's lost. just like, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's the tale as old as time. The thing that separates the top five from even, you know, anybody outside of that, it's just like, they'll go down a set, but just in the back of your mind, you know, they're coming back and it just happens time and time and time again. Yeah. You can only get away with so much. Um, yeah. Anyway. Now, but, but props to the American for going farther than the, than the British in their own tournament. So. Absolutely. Um, uh, so once, tennis is ours now, right? Yeah, tennis is ours. <laughs> tennis is coming home. Um, it's called soccer. Uh, yeah, um, but enough tennis. Obviously, not a tennis podcast. Just uh, Eubanks played today, and it's 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 great to see um, Americans doing well in the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. You want to get right into it? Yeah, let's just let's just dive on in. You know, um, it, oh, I I yearn. For a day where we do not open one of these podcasts with uh, with Tottenham stuff, but it seems like literally (laughs) only big news thing going on right now is this: will he, won't he, like courtship with Kane, Levy, and Bayern? Like it's like tales as old as time, man. All right, dude. It's like uh, it's like a love triangle. It's an Adam Sandler love triangle movie, but you replace Adam Sandler with Harry Kane, which. In theory, sounds good. The crazy, would... the craziest thing about it in my mind, man, is that like I haven't even been following Spurs or, or football for that long. Fair and weather, yet, man. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm already fatigued on this whole story. <laughs> like, like, I just, I'm so over it. Take the money, let him go. It's gonna happen eventually. Let's get the money while we can. But like, even so, like, while there are people with my opinion on this, and I'm not even talking about like the the, the actual sell Kane opinion. I'm talking about the the fatigue level. You have you have people. The fan base is still so split down the middle in terms of keep him or let him go. It's just it's ridiculous. Which, to me, as an outsider, is crazy because. You bring in a new coach who is notorious for having a drastically different way of playing than how you've how Tottenham have been playing for the last three four years, uncompromising in the way that he wants to play. It's going to be a rebuilding year, regardless, Ab- like like regardless, and can like like this could help fund that rebuild and help kind of jumpstart it a year early as opposed to like the, I'm thinking about it this way. Ange could have 80 in the bank right now to yeah. spend on players to help this rebuild right now, or he get zero next year and just free up some wages. I mean, yeah. like it's, it's, it's a sticky situation and we can go around in circles all day. You know, my point on it. We've ta- or my opinion on it. We've talked a number of times about it. Like literally, it's either sell him now or he walks for free next season because I doubt he signs another contract unless Ange maybe pulls off some miracle. And like, like I said yesterday, we're we're waiting on Ange to have this meeting with Kane, and that's when things are. Yeah, gonna I happen. saw I saw a post about that today. Yeah. yeah. So so that's literally like 
the deadline essentially when when we finally get to figure out what's going to happen and hopefully things are decided after that because we cannot go into another you know preseason with this question looming over us again it just doesn't make sense we need the money now if we're going to do it and yeah i two things one another note that i have on this and i guess we'll probably talk about this later on in the summer i things might completely change after this conversation with andrew but will harry kane over the next year make tottenham 80 million dollars based on competitions what have you just anything like like will the total reward money achieved in whatever they do with Harry Kane this year equate to an 80 million transfer fee right now cuz if it would if it would keep them if it's close to it keep them but if it's if it's really not going to be around that and it's realistically not going to be around that what you would expect to make with him versus without him i mean i feel like it's a no brainer um, well but see there's people that the like i completely agree with you i agree with you 100 percent on that but the problem is we got people who are so sentimentally sentimentally connected and we tottenham's had this problem for a while we just we don't know when to sell players uh in my opinion and and we're just so sentimentally attached that it it, it becomes hard for us to separate you know sentimentality and and look at the actual value we could get so it, it's it's tough. I see both sides, but I'm firmly in the camp that if he wants to go, we sell him. Yeah. We'll 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 see what Ange has. I how do you approach a conversation like that where it's just so, been so publicly back and forth over the last two like couple of seasons, especially last summer where he didn't show like he he wasn't with the team until like the he week. He was on vacation, man. He wasn't yeah, he wasn't not sure, showing up. Sure, Calm down. Sure, Calm sure, down. Sure. sure. I appreciate this misinformation. Well, on 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 the topic of Ange speaking to people, we'll transition to his press conference. I I love listening to this guy. Just like I just want to, yeah. I want to be his friend. You know, like yeah. I want to get a beer with him. Like it's yeah. just, he's just he's he's the guy, man. And I think he's really he's gonna bring it all back together. I think there's going to be a, a renaissance of sorts, if you will. Not yet, but um, what um, what was the line that he said after the Harry Kane? So yeah, so first off, he uh, the first the first uh, press to to ask him a question <laughs> leads in with "G'day, mate." Uh, G'day, Ange. How's it going? And and he got a good chuckle out of that. Yeah, starting and off just, hot. Yeah. Exactly. He goes. He goes. Good start. Good start. Um, and then, yeah, the third question was when the when when Kane was first asked about, and he goes, "Yeah, okay." So, third question. We, uh, me and the staff, we had a bit of a poll going in the back, and I think uh, went on to name some staff. I I can't remember the name specifically, but names names the staff and goes. I think he won at number three. I think I had number six because uh, I thought you'd maybe want to ask me a few more questions about myself and get to know <laughs> me a little bit. <laughs> But instantly diffuses it, kind of dodges the question a little bit and just goes back to, you know, toeing the line and says uh, that he's got to meet with him and, you know, things will kind of go from there. But no, the press the press conference was great, man. I watched the whole thing. Um, he just has a way with words and he, he you know, he handles the media well. And that was kind of the, the feeling we had when he was coming in. All the reports were saying he's good with the media um, and, and doesn't get, you know, frazzled, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um 
But yeah, which is no, I'm which is is funny because did, did you see the clip of him getting frazzled by some TV personality in Australia like really early on in his career? It like it totally derailed his career for really? at the beginning of management. It derailed. He was deemed unmanageable. It it was just it was like a really awkward confrontational cringe fest. Was this right before he left? You said this was the beginning, right? Because I know there Very was Very beginning. This was after... No, this was not after he left the Australia job to go to Japan. Okay. This yeah. was after he left some other job in Australia to go coach in the third division of Greece. Yeah, I, I did know he had a brief stint there that didn't go well. Yeah. But, um... No, Which, it I, wasn't I, his fault. It was just that the club was run by uh, insane people. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, Bayern, concrete offer in for $80 million. They They're getting laughed off the doorstep with that. I don't necessarily think they should be, but uh, I'm just one guy. Um, PSG, join the battle? I This just came out today. They're, 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 yeah, they're and dipping their toe. I, I don't know how reliable it is, but yeah, apparently it came in in total, 110 with add-ons, uh, $88 million. Uh, was the was the the quoted quoted price? Um, I mean, I don't I don't see Levy jumping at that necessarily either. Um, I don't see Kane going to PSG either. To be honest, yeah, no, he doesn't want to. And the thing that made the Bayern deal kind of real was that they'd already agreed to personal terms, and things yeah. seemed to be somewhat progressing. And they came back with a second bid as well. We'll see. I would rather him. I think he'd rather go to Bayern for sure. Um, no brainer in my opinion, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of fish circling right now. Yeah. I, if, if, if Levy and Ange managed to swing him signing a contract extension, that's going to be a coup. That's going to be I mean, insane. We would, we'd love it. We'd go nuts. And, and mean, the vibe right now is good. So like, I'm not ruling it out, but if I'm Kane and, and, Ange doesn't blow me away in this meeting. Um, I'm probably out the door. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Madison in. Um, Super happy. Super happy about that. Creative attacking midfielder. Perfect for an Ange, Ange system, in my opinion. Um, and coupled with Basuma and Ben Tenker, I think that's a filthy midfield. Yeah. Potentially sure. tangy, too. Got him for a pretty good price, too, right? It's like 40 no it might have been six 40 or mm. 40 40 40 million pounds yeah and then take off 10 because they bought harry wanks yeah. so yeah coup, coup <laughs> of business he he definitely said that's uh, that's the only place that i'm going yeah so stoked about that van de ven has cooled i'm not sure if that's happening anymore there was talk okay. of Tapsoba and van de ven um Tapsoba's but, decent too Tapsoba. yeah leverkusen or uh yeah i think leverkusen yeah but uh there was talk of both of them i think that has since cooled and now we're probably focusing on one on in a more behind closed doors very hush hush way um but then also you know we just brought in and finalized uh menor solomon i don't know what he's gonna bring who to the is table. that yeah he's an israeli winger um and we got him get this i learned this we got him because he was on loan from uh i think it was like a some team it was either sudan or ukraine 
I think. I think it might have been Ukraine, but the the, oh. the football association. Donetsk. Would, he was he was he was a part of Donetsk. Ukraine. Yeah. So yeah. because of the war, I think they gave all their players the option to leave, essentially, mm-hmm. and we scooped him up and on 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 a cheap deal. And um, there's actually some debate on whether, you know, that was morally okay. We feel like we've taken advantage of the situation. There's just rumblings about that. I said, fuck it. That sounds like a great deal to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think I also heard that half of the fee we paid went to the war effort in like a donation. So like, it's crazy, you know, we'll take it. I don't know if he's going to contribute, but it's a free winger and he's got potential. So we'll see. Yeah, 35 caps for the uh, Israel national team. Uh, was on loan at Fulham last year. Made 19 appearances with, for four goals. So, yeah, I, his 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 return on on play time, like compared to his play time, is kind of kind of insane. Well, and it, that's a free transfer too. That's yeah, that's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, good business. I know absolutely nothing about him, so uh, it's Spurs, so it'll probably suck. So, um, moving on. Um, the largest transfer fee for an English person has been filed this summer. Proper Brexit, yeah. Fish and chip. No. Um, it, Declan Rice goes to uh, goes to Arsenal. For I don't know ten billion dollars. I, I don't know. I don't know what their fake currency is, but it's, it's a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, I heard. Is this too much for Rice? Is this too much money to spend on a singular person? I laughed when I saw the. Uh the bid they submitted for that, that is a lot of money i was like if I, all right so the argument i've been going with and i've been getting a lot of flack for it is just like how can people look at us and laugh when we ask for more than 80 million for kane and you have declan rice granted i'll give you he's young oh, declan rice is not fucking in a nursing home Okay. Okay. Kane is not even. He's that not a old. pensioner. Like, that's such a faulty argument. That's such no, a weak argument. No, no, Dude, a hundred and thirty. Thirty, dude. Kane is thirty. He's not worth hundred million at thirty. No, no, he is, man. He no. is. He is. No. If Declan Rice is going for that amount of money, I want to see a hundred million on the table. No, Declan Rice is a probably future English captain. He's not. He's twenty-four. Oh, so we're we're betting on potential now. Hypothetical. It's not potential. He's already started. He's been starting in the England team. He started as as he was a starter for the England team in the Euros in twenty twenty one. I'm not saying he's not a good player and he potentially couldn't live up to that price tag. I don't think he's he merits it right now. I don't. Okay. I think they got fleeced. I think I think that's an insane amount of money for a player and. So they paid that. They paid sixty million for Kai Havertz. That's a fleece. Yes, uh, absolutely. They bought Urian Timber, who's like a defensive utility man, um, for fifty million euros. They are spending so. Like we talk about Man City spending a lot. We talk about Newcastle, Arsenal. Arsenal is spending out the ass right now. 
And I'm looking like I'm looking at their squad. Like their squad is mad. Their squad is really big. Yep. Am I crazy? Like, am I? Do you think? Do you think this response is like a, a an effect? Like just a like a cause and effect of them getting as deep and and being as, as successful as they were last season, and then fading in towards the end of the season. Do you think they looked at that and then thought we just didn't have the depth? Maybe, maybe I don't think so though. Because I mean, they bought. I mean, last season. At the end of the transfer window, they bought Fabio Vieira from Porto for like forty million, and I, I, I don't think he played more than five games. Well, did they bring did they bring Jorginho in in January? Was that midseason? Because uh, they made moves during the season. Yeah, too. they brought Jorginho in in the middle of the season. Yes, uh, for twelve. They months. really are just shelling out cash. Yeah, I mean, like, they've got Emil Smith-Rowe rotting on the bench. I mean, okay, no, he did play. He did play a fair bit of matches in the in the Premier League. He, he, he played 22 in the Premier League for only 500 minutes. What's that ratio? 514 divided by 22. He averaged 23 minutes a game, so he was, he was a sub uh, for most of it. Um, played in the Europa League, so I mean, I think, I think, I think it's due to Matt. I, I think this might be something that we see more going forward. Is just giant squads that rotate essentially. Mm-hmm. There's like no well, actual yeah. set starting eleven. I mean, because there's no other way to explain it. They just they bought so many people. Well, so here's the other theory I was thinking of is. It's like a win now mentality. If you compare it to like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hey. cross sports here, and I'm thinking, all right, American owner, also owns the Rams. Mm-hmm. They were essentially fresh off of a Super Bowl win in the season, which they bought a new quarterback, mm-hmm. spent a shit ton of money, brought in a bunch of new players from all over the league to win, like big names, mm-hmm. and then they went and won the Super Bowl. Same owners, same mentality. Same process, maybe? I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. The oldest person on this team is Jorginho at 30. Yeah. No, their age profile is so low. And that's the scariest part, in my opinion. I think I don't think it's a win-now thing. I think it's building a dynasty type thing. I think... I heard someone say this on a podcast recently. They are preparing for when Pep leaves City. And when Pep leaves City, they're going to slide in and try and absorb the league. Because, um, I mean, all of these people are going to be coming into age. I mean, you've got Emil Smith-Rowe is 22, Reese Nelson 22, uh, William Saliba is 21, Zinchenko is 25, Jesus 25, yeah. Pakai um, Saka is 20. Odegaard is that is I was about to ask how old he is because I yeah. know he's still so young. Yeah, Saka's twenty, Ramsdale is twenty-four, Ben White is twenty-four. It's insane. Martinelli, Gabriel Martinelli is twenty-one. So they're a, they are a young young team. How old is Zinchenko? Did you list off Zinchenko? Zinchenko is twenty-five. Damn, they are so and a Ukrainian captain. So I mean, it's like. That team, that team is frightening. That team scares me a ton. 
um i will be i will be honest but it's just like every time that i hear them buying someone i'm just like why why like do you but, like do you actually it, it does it does it does sort of so they didn't they have, of- they have they have they have one less trophy than us in the last 10 years so um they have a few less few less trophies i think tottenham does too but uh anyway um (laughs) uh if we if if we wanted to start talking about liverpool uh uh, i was thinking about just deleting this section yeah yeah so um we'll start we'll start with uh uh i want i want um i want to i want every person who was freaking out after we pulled out for Jude Bellingham. I want apologies right now. <laughs> I want everyone on every Liverpool post on anything. I want them going and kissing the ring of Jurgen Klopp and George Smatka <laughs> right now. Because I like. I can tell you've been sitting on this for a little bit. <laughs> Jude Bellingham. Would have cost upwards of 150 million. For less than 100 million pounds, we got Alexi McAllister. Alexi McAllister for 35 million. We got him for less than you got James Madison. Nah, why? Not when you factor in wings. (laughs) (laughs) Alexi McAllister and Dominic Sabazlai, who is a 22-year-old Hungarian who is the captain for the Hungarian national team, a massive staple for RB Leipzig, can play the entire front three, uh, or play the front four if you include attacking midfielder. Dude's chiseled from marble. <laughs> Looks like the Statue of David if the Statue of David was like enhanced with an Instagram filter. Um. He's going to kill it. He's so technical. Like, he's just very technically gifted. Got him for 60. For uh, for two-thirds of what Bellingham would have cost, we got two world-class players. I, it's good business. It's good business. Good business. Uh, no, Liverpool Liverpool have done well in this window so far. I think we're probably due for one more midfielder. We need a ball winner. Um, we, need, we need a We need a dog. We need a, what do you think What do you think your uh, midfield looks like next season? I think I don't know. The big question is what kind of system Liverpool ends up playing. Do we end up playing a what people are calling a three box three, which is three defenders, uh, two two holding midfielders, two attacking midfielders, two wingers, and a striker essentially uh, in in possession. Um, because you got you got Trent creeping in the midfield last yeah, season. We still have the same problem of what do we do with Andy Robertson? Because Andy yeah. Robertson is absolutely wasted. Great player, great player. Absolutely wasted back there. I think we probably go back out wide. I think we go back to a four three three to be honest, or maybe go to a four two three one. Because like Trent worked coming in from the inside, but if we can get someone in that that can cover these sides again, we can have more create we can have more threat in the midfield. We have more energy in the midfield. I think Fabinho on the bench maybe? No, Fabinho probably if he can turn it around. I, I want him to turn around. He was he was essential for uh every trophy that we won up to this point. So I I would like him still in the mix. Um but we need someone to 
compete with him for that holding midfielder spot, which is why I think we're going to sign one more midfielder up to this point. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't think we're done. Um, I think we'll probably end up signing one more person. I'm hearing Romeo Lavia from Southampton. I don't feel super sold on that because he's. I've seen him make some really dumb mistakes. Uh huh. Moises Caicedo is too much money, unfortunately. He's a good player. Uh, uh, he's a good player. Romeo Lavia would be good competition for for Fabinho without actually, I think, taking his spot. But we'll see. Um, we'll see what ends up happening. I don't think it's going to be Lavia, but I don't know who it would be. Um. How about some outgoing news potentially? Yeah, some 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 wild news has popped up over the last twenty four hours. Rumors of Jordan Henderson going to Saudi Arabia. This is nuts. One, I'm going to say it outright. I do not believe it at all. I do not believe this. That I do not believe that we would sell him. I don't believe that. Uh, he would leave. Um, Even just, for Stevie G? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, I, I, he still has time in him. We had two. We had James Milner leave. We need. He's he's the captain for everything that we've won under Jurgen Klopp. We can't just. It, we can't sell him. If we didn't already have a plan to sell him going in to the summer. I, I We can't sell him on a whim. He's too valuable to the team, even from a bench position. I don't think he's going to continually play from the bench. He started games for the World Cup for England this past mm-hmm. year and did really well. He is still a very valuable source. Also, I'm trying to find the pictures. I can't find them. Um, but dude came back fucking ripped. Ripped. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like Henderson has always been chiseled, though. Like I not, feel like not like this, though. I, I like you. Literally, he is like zero percent body fat. I mean, it's 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 insane. It looks a bit like a medical condition, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but no, apparently he's been like boxing like crazy. But it, I, I, he genuinely like looks in great shape, and I just don't think, even from a personal standpoint. You don't get into arguably the best looking shape that you've ever been in your life. I don't know in terms of work rate, stamina, if he's in the best shape he's ever been in. But looks the fittest I've ever seen him look. He's getting ready for that Saudi heat, man. He's I, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you do all that preparation to go play for a mid-table Saudi Arabian team. <laughs> you know? I really think you're underselling the whole Steven Gerrard allure. I I So my phone is named Stevie G's illegitimate love child. I love Steven Gerrard to death. These last 12 months <laughs> I just want to erase from the record books. I I it's just uh, like the 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 Aston Villa, the way Aston Villa went, the fact that, I mean, go get a paycheck, go get a paycheck, Stevie. You, that's fine. Like I feel like I feel like in his mind, he's probably been, you know, it's probably been. I don't want to say found out because that's the wrong word, but like 
it's it's common knowledge that maybe he's not the best manager now, right? Yeah. So, like, at that point, you're probably not getting another Premier League job. So why not take the paycheck, you know? Uh, Frank Lampard would beg to differ. Well, that's Frank Lampard. He's still clinging to yeah. Uh, yeah. to the glory days of Everton. and <laughs> Glory days of Everton, <laughs> of Everton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Wow. <laughs> uh graham put him on alert uh no i well i i do not believe this i i genuinely i will be heartbroken if he leaves i'll be so hurt because he didn't get a goodbye at anfield he didn't get anything like it 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 will hurt me so bad for him to leave to have bobby leave and to have him leave, and James Milner leave, all three like, of these those. Are like, these are like players you grew up watching. These I are imagine, staples. Right? These are yeah, absolute yeah. staples of Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Yeah. To have the the three of them have the highest appearances under Jurgen Klopp, and so to have two of them go already, it was kind of in the cards. They were probably going to go, but this would be a complete shock. This would this. Don't go. <laughs> crushing. Don't go. Crushing. I, I can't would, wait to would be, that headline. It would be genuinely crushing. Absolute. I, I don't know. Unless the amount that they are offering is genuinely like fuck you on top of fuck you money and they're willing to pay it. Et, Al Edifak isn't one of the piff back clubs. Really? As well. I don't think so. Hmm. Um. I'm I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look up what the piff backed um, Saudi Arabia clubs are. But I don't think that would be even worse if he left than for without the paycheck. Um, he, he's not out of contract. Yeah. Right? So so the, so the so the clubs are Al Ali, Al Ittihad, Al Halal, and Al Nasser. So so. Um, hmm. Yeah. And it wouldn't be on a free, right? Like, he's under contract. Uh, Yeah, he's under contract, so we would have to sell him. And I don't think we'd block him from going if he didn't want to go, but, like, don't go. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, moving on from me, like, uh, being really desperate. um, Yeah, that's enough tears. If we were to go to another shocking transfer uh, going to Saudi Arabia... I genuinely is this if I would have if I would have told you give me 10 guesses for who this next person is for a transfer to Saudi Arabia would it have come up like would the, would his name have come up probably not just because like how old is he like my first thought when I'm I, looking at players that go to Saudi Arabia is is like it's it's older players kind of nearing the twilight or or kind of you he's know, definitely on, on he's definitely not not a not a young whippersnapper. He's 28. 28. Okay. Okay. All right. So no. In that case, no. It would not have it this name would not have come up on my radar. So the person, of course, that we are talking about is none other than Fulham FC's Alexander Mitrovic, who Mitro. is pushing for a um transfer to Al Halal after they made a 25 million pound offer. 
I saw that it was reported that Fulham rejected the offer, but he's pushing for it. I think that's insane. He's 28. He just had a crazy year. Um, just absolutely blowing it out of the water. It teetered off at the end because of the headbutt. But, like, blew it out of the water this year. And, like, that's that's where he wants to go. He had 14 goals in the Premier League in 24 games. Not to mention what he's done in the Champions League. Absolutely destroyed it. He Two did. seasons... Was uh, champion, uh, championship? Not not cha- championship. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Championship. But um, but but yeah, absolutely tore up the championship. Um, I he I broke know. the I'm he trying... broke the record for for most goals in a like season. Forty goals or something? Uh, I can tell you in a second. Forty four. No, yeah. just kidding. Forty three in forty four starts. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, like a, a few goals. Yeah, just, just a bit. Literally um, a goal a game. I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, man, and. And the best I can do to kind of even rationalize this is that, like, I don't know. He's been with Fulham for so long. Like, like he brought up, like, he was down in the championship with Fulham. Yeah, he's been with him since 2017, so. Yeah, so, like, and he's he's put in the hard work. He's, you know, he's had success uh, now at the Premier League level, too. Like, Mm -hmm. the only thing I can think is maybe he doesn't see him self going to another premier league team and he's trying to cash in now i really don't know like i that's the best i got is that he he you know has has been to the he sees himself at the pinnacle of where he's going to get to in the premier league and now he's looking to make his money and he feel feels like he's put in his time at fulham I like guess. this is the know. highest that his stock will ever be i guess now. yeah i guess but he's definitely worth more than 25 million can we oh, agree definitely. on that? Especially I, from one of the piff back clubs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely worth more than that. I I I I can see what you're saying. I think that makes I think that makes sense that he's like, I'm twenty eight. I have like these last two years have been the best of my career. Yeah. Like, is now the time to cash out and get a generational wealth paycheck. Because like he's from. probably looking at his last long term contract here in the Premier League. Or in, yeah, in Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's the best I got in terms of. But they they got to spend more than that because I mean he he is the reason that they came. Yeah, uh, twenty five mil is definitely low. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm excited so, for this next one. So, uh. Strikers that scored uh, twenty five or fourteen goals in the Premier League to a striker that um, can't score oh, in a clutch game his, to save his life. Don't forget the save he had, yeah, in the champion Champions League. All right, he had the world's worst hat trick, uh, which was <laughs> a shank saving, uh, saving, uh, and then hitting the post or. or yep. hitting, I, I still have nightmares about his, his 88th minute goal. Of course, we are talking about Romelu, 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 Romelu. Uh, Lukaku, um, who did not show up for Chelsea preseason uh, start today. Apparently it's mutual, though. I saw that. It is mutual. Both Both parties want him away from the club, which is crazy because... If you look at that Chelsea team, I mean, what do they need? What do they need? 
A striker. A striker. <laughs> yes. They've always needed a striker. They've, They've needed a striker always the needed past a striker. three seasons. But it it just he. I, I, I honestly, he's the best servant to Inter Milan ever because he f- forced his way to getting a hundred mil offer from Chelsea. So he got them the big payday. And I yep. was like, no, let me come back. <laughs> let me come back. <laughs> um, uh, agent, that, agent Lukaku. Um, the thing that confuses me, I mean, like, I, I get it. It didn't work when he came to Chelsea the first time. But like my again, I can't help but go back to that point we just made. They need a striker. Why not? Why not have him? You know, just have him there. He's a striker. He's he's you know because he is a whiny little bitch. Yes, but you need a striker. <laughs> but he, I mean, he genuine like he did not have a good season in Serie A last year. He went through like a months on months long goal drought until he realized he was like, oh, if I don't do well, I'm going to have to go back to Chelsea. And then he started banging him in only to not bang in three chances in the final of the the Champions League. Um, So, I mean, it's just like he's not a good locker room presence. He's he's. He's a, a drama queen. He's a prima donna. Um, so I like. I don't think. I don't think he's someone that you want in your team if he's going to ride pine. He doesn't want to be there. He's he did when he the, like literally a couple of months after he got the transfer that he wanted to Chelsea. He put an interview out that says, I miss Inter Milan. I don't know why I moved and stuff like that. <laughs> after, Like literally right after the 100. And so um, he scored in 25 appearances. He scored 10 goals uh, last season. Um, and I am, am willing to bet the farm that probably, I would say probably half of those came at the, at the end of the season. Um, so um, I, I, I don't think you have him on the bench. Inter uh, Milan can't afford him, though. Yeah, like I go somewhere. I I I guess, I guess he doesn't want you know to go what? to Saudi Arabia, though. I know he. All right, so I was about to say I know he doesn't want to, but like, I see a world where he ends up going. I I, I see a world where he ends up going just because. <laughs> like what I else think, go? yeah, I I think he would go over staying at Chelsea for sure, yeah, for sure. So and and I mean Saudi Arabia, which is a shame. So which, so which generous in helping Chelsea out with their surplus of players. Uh, I the fact that they've gotten bailed out is is the most frustrating thing in in the world. Absolutely, do not deserve it uh, at all. Nope. Um, all. No, I think like. If Saudi don't make a good enough uh, offer, which I think they would, and but if he if they offer a good enough offer and he turns down the contract from Saudi Arabia and Entremont can afford him, what do we do? Because like he was given I the think, opportunity to leave, he I turned think he it down. Chelsea if he does that, he of course he stays at Chelsea. But then like, I mean, he's not known for for being a, a model citizen and a a professional in the locker room, so. 
maybe he plays Europa League or, or whatever they're they're playing. They don't have. They don't have, they, they they don't have anything. They, they finished, finished 12. twelve. Yeah, no, they have nothing. They have nothing. I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be interesting. I would put my money on the Saudi bet, to be honest. Yeah, I, I Inter Milan got a lot of money from finishing in the Champions League final. I could see, I could see, I could see something getting worked out there, especially for how how they've gotten bailed out for for some of these other transfers. Um, we'll see. Uh, another person leaving Chelsea. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop around here. Another person leaving Chelsea is uh, one Mister Captain America, Christian Pulisic, going to AC Milan um, for I think it was 22 million pounds. Which he got Somewhere brought in for fifty million part, pounds, yeah. yeah so yeah. He, he had he had one year left on his contract, and and he it was clear that he wanted out. So off to uh, AC Milan he goes. You think I, he does well there? Yes. Yeah. I I think I think he'll do really well there. I think he needs I think he needs game time. I think yeah. I think he went to AC Milan because he was promised the game time that he wants. Because I think that's he probably, needs yeah. because he needs to start prepping for the biggest world cup of us ever. Is, yeah yeah, yeah. Of, just of, ever our uh, crowning our this will this will be our coronation yeah yeah, yeah. so he's he's got to get ready for it he's got to he's got to develop he stagnated at at chelsea he was looking great before he came went there at dortmund so i i think i think this is going to be a really good move for him um i have been dying for him to get a move so i could buy his jersey and it is, of course, it is the time that AC Milan have genuinely their ugliest jerseys, I think, ever. <laughs> I mean, it looks like they laid down a red tarp and just a truck ran it over. Like a muddy, muddy truck ran it over. It's disgusting. Uh, so I guess so you're going to buy one, though. I'm also yeah. kind of partial to Inter Milan. So, yeah, I, I can't. Or Internazionale. Um Yunus Musa might be going there too. Uh, another American. He's at Valencia right now. They are trying to figure out a fee. But if we get two Americans there, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be fun. That'd be pretty cool. Um, anything else on that? We can. No, I really don't have a whole lot on that. Good for good for him. I think that we got to get you following the U.S. Men's National Team more. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think I'll I'll ramp it up here now that, like you said, we are getting close to the. Uh, to the greatest world cup of all time yeah 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 not biased so, at all not biased no 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 no, no. uh um, do we want to jump back to jump back to villa yes aston villa getting making an absolute coup of a signing i mean the fact that no one else is in for him is ridiculous they signed pal torres a center back from villarreal um i didn't see the price on this what did they uh, get i for? i'm looking at, i think it was 33 million that is a steal um absolutely insane i mean this guy was essential to villarreal's semi-final run semi-final champions league run uh two years ago he's 26 young he's young it's it's crazy absolutely insane um that's a great signing for them i would i would have to say i think it is a safe bet um that uh, oh, so the fee was 33 million pounds, 45 million euros. Um, I think it is a safe bet that this would not have happened without Unai Emery. Yeah, another toy for Unai to play with. And uh, but I think I'm excited it, to see what they do next season. I think it speaks to Unai Emery's management style, like like 
the fact that he can get someone whose stock is, I would argue, pretty high um, yeah. to to come to a club. They, they are playing in Europe, but are they expected to make it back into Europe next year? I don't know. I, I can see them challenging for Europe next year. Definitely. 100%. Um, I think it's... Yeah, I like I said, I did not know that it was only for thirty three million. That is lower than I was expecting. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Like I said, very excited to keep an eye on them uh, as long as they're not, you know, above us. I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> don't don't uh, <laughs> don't speak too soon on that one. Um. Uh, all right, two. This is uh, this is a fun point. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Though. So so the USL, so the United Soccer League, which is essentially Tier 2, Tier 3, Tier 4 uh, of American soccer, are putting to vote promotion and relegation in their um, uh, leagues, essentially. So it's not necessarily expected to pass, but it is going to a vote. It would lead to a re. Uh, it would lead to a third tier added. I think it's just tier two and tier three. It would add. It would lead to a third tier added in twenty twenty four twenty five, and then twenty twenty five. It would lead to promotion relegation. This would be so cool. This yes. would be so awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. I think it's long, honestly, long overdue. And I think it, it, it is definitely a step in the right direction, not to mention just so much more entertaining. Well, and because you have teams in the, like, one, UC, USL teams all over the place are generally not in big cities. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're in cities, but they're not in the biggest of cities uh, who don't have major sports teams in there. So these are some of the bigger teams that they've got there. Might have minor league baseball as well i.e. Richmond Kickers, Richmond Flying Squirrels. Um, but if you can get teams from the lower, like there are definitely teams in the lower leagues of the USL, Forward Madison being one of them, um, who have big followings, who could have the potential to get promoted and, and yeah. win this competition. It'd be awesome. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be awesome. And I think it's it's kind of part of the way you kind of galvanize the momentum that we kind of have in, in, in U.S. soccer right now. I feel like you build from the bottom up, and, and that's what I see this as in terms of, of the move. Um, but also, it, it goes a long way, in my opinion, towards building the culture that you kind of see over yes. in yeah. – yeah. In, in, in England and, and mm-hmm. you know, European um, competitions. It's just like, you know, how how can you expect people to get behind a local team, a small local team, if there's no, no jeopardy pathway, or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know? So, like, I think that's huge. I think that's huge, and I think you're going to see a lot more talent discovery as, as a result as well. Yes, yes. Um, no, I am, I am so freaking pumped for this. I think it's going to be great. I don't see a situation where this merges with the MLS because of the way that the MLS is set up. Because for those of you that don't know, uh, the owners of MLS teams are not actually owners of teams or owners of percentages in Major League Soccer. And then they're given a team, essentially, yeah. to run, being a part of being a partner in the league. So it sounds like obviously <laughs> you can't be a part of the league. You can't be a, a an owner of the league if your team is getting relegated. So I don't know how they'd solve that, but um, 
yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. More, more. I'm sure will come. Um, still need to do the vote. So, do you see that happening down the road at any point? Like, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of pressure to maybe go in that direction eventually. I think I I think the the MLS needs to stagnate for a while um, before that happens. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't I don't know. I th- I think it's gonna be awesome if the USL is promotion relegation. Um, it could be it could be a watershed moment. I think. Um, you pulled out a banger of a quote for this, this pod. Quote. So this is an old. This, this quote came out at, at, at the end of the season. Um, it's from a user on Twitter. I I cannot attribute them right now, but I will attribute them, um, uh, later. But the quote is: After an outstanding season. Newcastle United's owner prepares to execute seven men who were children at the time they were alleged to have committed their crimes. One was just 12 years old. Hawaii the lads. Shout out, Pete. Shout out, Pete. <laughs> uh, yeah, so leave that one there. I think it Hey, but the team's to, looking good out there. I think this speaks to, I, I think this quote drives perfectly at what a lot of people eloquently try to say about sports washing. This is, this speaks perfectly to it. So congrats to the person who wrote that. I, I, I thought it was a great quote. Um, and the nail yeah, on the head for sure. something, something to keep in mind. Uh, last thing, last thing I want to address uh, before we sign off. Um, Women's World Cup kicks off Woo! next week. Thursday is the first game. It's at 3 a.m. So we're not watching it, but U.S. Women's National Team plays their first game Friday at 9 p.m. That's Thursday, or that's Friday the 21st. So make sure to tune in, cheer on our our, our, our ladies in white. Um, Coming and, home. And bring it home, yeah. I, football football is England, sure. But women's soccer, yeah. it's, it's right soccer. Here. It's right here, baby. They may have won the Euros. We got five. All right. We yeah. Caught them all. Yeah. No, no. World Cup. That's us, baby. No. It's going to be great. I can't wait. It's going to be an absolute blast of a tournament. Um, it's something that everyone should check out, especially um, with, with how dominant our team is. Um, yep. It'll be a blast. So, um, it's awkward yep. that it's against Vietnam Vietnam uh, for the first game. <laughs> I will say that. Um, but anyway. Um, A little side note. <laughs> yeah. Ted, why don't, you, uh, why don't you sign us off? Yeah, I'll, I'll sign us off. Um, so, you've heard this before. You can reach us at bootenhearth at gmail.com. You can reach us at the Boot and Hearth Pod on Twitch. We also stream on Suave IV at Twitch or on Twitch as well. Um, and then also, if you're trying to trying to even, you know, get in touch with us a little bit more, a little bit more conversational, want to actually, you know, uh, you know, get our attention. Great way to do that is join our Discord at the Boot and Hearth Pod um, on Discord, of course. So yeah, um, I know we teased it last week, uh, our last last pod. We were gonna have a special guest on to talk some uh, some some French football. Oh, wee wee! Yeah, wee wee! That has been pushed to uh, the next episode, but it will be happening, and it's going to be a banger. Can't wait. Um, yeah, but it'll yeah. be a, it'll be a blast. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, uh, it'll still be slower schedule throughout the summer, but we'll get back into it once the season starts. So appreciate you listening. Thank you for tagging along, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace.
Nice.